hello there! Welcome to episode 29 of Musical Connections. Zach Snow with you once again for another week, and we got another jam-packed episode lined up for you. We're heading out to Alberta to speak with Darina Harvey of the Darina Harvey Band. Darina Harvey Band is releasing their first album in seven years titled Waves of Home. It's set to come out June 23rd. We talk about the brand new record, plus the formation of the Darina Harvey Band, and going back to Darina's early days playing in a musical family with her father, Ron, and her mother, Sheila. We talk about all that and so much more, so that's coming up on Next to Connect, but we'll get there right after this week's newfound releases, and the amount of releases I get each and every single week even impresses, my, even impresses me sometimes. We got another jam-packed newfound releases this week, and we are going to kick off with Adam Staple. He was my guest last week on the podcast, and uh, he talked about his most recent EP set to come out June 27th, titled Quiet Part Loud, that this album has a couple more people on it than it was previously. Of course, Kelly Russell plays Fiddle on a Blondie cover, uh, which is titled Rapture. Of course, uh, Blondie made that famous in 1980. And uh, one of the other people that is involved with the recording is Kellyanne Evans. She has background vocals on this new tune, the second single from Quiet Part Loud, Here's Adam Staple now with Vegas Moment on the new fan releases portion of Musical Connections. Come 
That is Adam Staple on newfound releases with Vegas Moment. And we are now going to go to a collection of artists that put out a banger track last week. We're going to go to Chef, J.A., and Evil Ebenezer. Here's their new tune. This is Complicated on the newfound releases portion of Musical Connections. Yeah, look, it's getting real complicated Why you always wanna bring me down? Wanna know where my heart's been lately All you say is you hate me now I'm not afraid to go my way I gotta do what's right for me Take me back to my younger days Another town in another state I think about it every now and then when I was a such a renegade Can't think of a simpler way To say what I need to say Can't forget about the day you left us I'm still that same kid, I might never change Mama told him I was acting crazy, man Left town on the late night bus again Gave me pills so I could block the pain away I'm off the just like a hurricane Now I'm older, I'll listen Where was my head then? Trust me, you gotta believe I live and die through these songs I write My truth will set me free Yeah, look, it's getting real complicated Why you always wanna bring me down? Wanna know where my heart's been lately All you say is you hate me now I'm not afraid to go my way Okay, you think that I'm crazy with the way that I act Like I ain't been chasing a dream since I was six and a half Like I ain't have to run the streets just to build up my cash Like I ain't been flipping bricks in the city I'm at On the East Coast, we ain't playing with y'all Any drama set off, you know we getting involved Gold chains, feather coats, yeah, Timberland boots I put my city on my back, I'm just repping my roots They were hating on me, now they love what they're hearing Used to say I'd never make it, now they know every lyric Used to say it's complicated like I'm Avril Lavigne My life was meant to be hard How am I living my dreams? I'm dedicated, motivated, and hyped up Living for myself Give a fuck if they like us I ran out of bitches Give a fuck if they wiped up I'm up on the stage And I'm the same when I'm mic'd up yeah. Look, it's getting real complicated Why you always wanna bring me down? Wanna know where my heart's been lately All you say is you hate me now I'm not afraid to go Uh, I gotta do what I promised myself I put those bad memories on the shelf And I don't believe in luck I believe in trust I believe in me I don't believe in us But you left me stuck And I was shoulder shrugs It was all love every time we linked up that's the way it was, but the past, the past And now I pray that we never cross paths That's the road I'm on, yeah I walk alone Every word is pain, I hope you sing along So you can feel everything I felt Just trying to hold on to myself, trying to find myself Pray this bottle hold me down tonight God knows I don't need another fight Just trying to get my life right, yeah and I don't need another fight yeah. 
Look, it's getting real complicated Why you always wanna bring me down? Wanna know where my heart's been lately All you say is you hate me now I'm not afraid to go my way I gotta do what's right for me Jeff, J.A., and Evil Ebenezer that is complicated on newfound releases. And now we are going to go to R&B and soul artist Ife Alaba. If you haven't seen this woman perform live, you are missing out. She was great in Cornerbrook during Music Celebration Week. And right now, here's her first single on her upcoming album. This is Ori Me Voices on the newfound releases portion of Musical Connections. Trying to hide the truth Seems like you with someone new But I'm not really over you Cuts deeper than a knife These scars here for a while But I still slap on that fake smile All I wanna hear is that you miss me like I miss you All I wanna hear is that you love me like I love you Silence does is create voices in my head. Creates voices in my head. Makes me feel like you don't care. All the silence does is create voices in my head. Put you out, but you keep burning me again and again Burning me again and again Because of you my heart will never be the same Shattered in pieces, you think it's a game Made me feel like I was going insane Bringing the flames and the fire You killed all my pride and desire Forever was a moment in time Thought you were mine, it was a lie All I wanna hear is that you miss me like I miss you All I wanna hear is that you love me like I love you All I wanna hear is that you want me like I want you All the silence does is create voices in my head Creates voices in my head Makes me feel like you don't care All the silence does is create voices in my head That is Ife Alaba with Ori Me Voices. 
And of course, that's coming on a brand new album set to come out later this year. And uh, we will definitely find out more about what Ife is working on if you follow her on her socials. And uh, one album that's set to come out later this summer is from Kelsey Arsenault. She's releasing her debut album, Gallery Walls, later this year. And of course, she's working on that with the most recent signee to Silly Cove Records, Claire Follett. She's making some noise as a producer. And like when uh, when I spoke with her like a couple of years ago, I was impressed on how much she's done in, in such a short amount of time. And, you know, only young yet. I think she's like 21 right now. Pretty impressive. Right now, here is Kelsey Arsenault's debut single from her upcoming album, Gallery Walls. This is Branches on the newfound releases portion of Musical Connections.
a beautiful tune or what? Kelsey Arsenault from our upcoming album, Gallery Walls, with Branches. We now go to Kim Hamlin with her new tune. This is Caught Up In Me on the newfound releases portion of Musical Connections. And here it is. If I could hug you Wipe away your tears If I could hold you Kim Hamlin, that is Caught Up In Me. 
We now go to pop rap artist Logan Bolt. And here's his brand new tune talking about parachutes and planes. Here's that for you now on the newfound releases portion of Musical Connections. All I want is for you to be okay You deserve the world, baby, you're my favorite I ain't never had nobody else to stay with me What we are is like parachutes and planes, baby You're amazing Oh, wow I'm afraid to let you go All I want is for you to be okay you deserve the world, baby, you're my favorite I ain't never had nobody else to stay with me What we are is like parachutes and planes, baby You're amazing Oh, wow I'm afraid to let you go Why you so divine, baby? I ain't got a lot, but you can have my time, baby you really got my mind crazy Good and bad, but I'm glad I call you mine, baby And I wouldn't wanna have it any other way It's breaking my heart to think about you in the pain I'm sticking with my lady, every other girl the same After coming so far, but still it's parachutes and planes All I want is for you to be okay You deserve the world, baby, you're my favorite I ain't never had nobody else to stay with me What we are is like parachutes and planes, baby you're amazing Oh, wow I'm afraid to let you go Please don't play with my heart It ain't here from the start And I miss you every minute that we're staying apart Please don't play with my heart It ain't here from the start And I miss you every minute that we're staying apart Please don't play with my heart It ain't here from the start And I miss you every minute that we're staying apart Please don't play with my heart all I want is for you to be okay You deserve the world, baby, you're my favorite I ain't never had nobody else to stay with me What we are is like parachutes and planes, baby You're amazing Oh, wow I'm afraid to let you go a little Logan Bolt for you on newfound releases. That is Parachutes and Planes. We now go to heavy metal band Order of the Precious Blood. And uh, this is the brainchild of Paul Brake, as well as Ben Chapman Smith and Cameron Legg. Of course, Cameron and Ben play in Slowpoke. And Paul Brake is formerly of Rocket Rocket Ship. Of course, that consisted of Kenny Purchase, Paul, David Shears, Matt Dines, and Tyrone McNeil. And Tyrone McNeil has got a new project on the way soon as well, called Texas Red. In the meantime, from their upcoming album, I No Longer Wish for Salvation, this is Suffer and Die on the newfound releases portion of Musical Connections.
that is sure to get your blood pumping this week. That is Order of the Precious Blood with Suffer and Die from their upcoming album, I No Longer Wish for Salvation. And now we go to another debut album from Porto Poutines. Of course, that is a francophone folk group consisting of Axel Belgard and Jenna Maloney. And uh, having listened to the album myself, it is wonderful francophone folk. Go check it out if you haven't yet. Right now, here's their new song. This is Mon Ile on the newfound releases portion of Musical Connections. Je suis fier d'être héritière de cette Je suis fier d'être héritière de ce lieu dont je suis insulaire. Je conserverai donc cette culture riche et fière pour partager l'amour pour ce lieu de joie, car ce lieu, c'est il, c'est chez moi. from Porto Poutines here on New Found Releases. And now we're going to turn up the dial a little bit louder as we go to hardcore band Smoke Signals. The One of the bandmates is actually one of the people I used to go to school with in uh, James Percy. And uh, it's great to see that he's doing well. And uh, 
Rounding out the band is Ben Rodden, Jeff O'Leary, Brandon Koish, and Nick Tuck. From their album Flowers, this is Send Me Flowers While I'm Still Here on the New Found Releases portion of Musical Connections. newfound releases with send me flowers while i'm still here and we wrap up this week's loaded newfound releases with this day and from their upcoming ep sad movies here's the second single from that record this is eternal dance on the newfound releases portion of musical connections you're not Just get over you. Look at you, can never change the way 
new releases i get each and every single week for this segment of the podcast even amazes me big thank you to all the artists who sent me newfound releases this week of course if you want to get your music in for newfound releases email me musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com with the bio a waiver mp3 file and a little description about yourself and your song well we are next to connect with darina harvey of course, Darina Harvey is the powerful lead vocalist of the Darina Harvey Band. Of course, they are based out of Edmonton, Alberta. But the, there are so many roots for this band that go back to the province. Of course, uh, three of the members are from Newfoundland. And Darina was born in Wabush, Labrador. We talk about her upbringing in a musical family with her father, Ron Harvey, and Sheila Harvey, her mother. Of course, Ron Harvey played in Labrador Black Spruce and the Iron City Ramblers. We also talk about the formation of DHB and what led them to recording their first album in seven years titled Waves of Home, set to come out June 23rd. Right now, we are next to connect with Darina Harvey. Alrighty, welcome back to Musical Connections, and I'm your host, Zach Snow. Well, it's always great to catch up with my next guest, she is an Edmonton, Alberta residing, but Wabush-born singer-songwriter in the Celtic rock genre. They have released three albums, with the third one uh, set to come out June the 23rd, which is called Waves of Home. And um, if you haven't seen this woman play, and you haven't seen her sing, be prepared to be blown away, because she is phenomenal. Joining me right now, she is the uh, lead singer of her own band, Darena Harvey of the Darena Harvey Band. Darina, nice to catch up with you again, and welcome to Musical Connections. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to have the opportunity to have a chat with you and uh, to reach out to uh, all of your listeners. I, I hope you're having a wonderful day, Zach. And uh, likewise for you, uh, Darina, because it's been a while since we actually spoke. I mean, the last time we spoke, I believe it was, um, God, it's pretty much a blur to me right now, but I think it was 20, 2019 when... Uh, you came here to the province and uh, we recorded something for the Celtic Wake Up, which uh, I've officially now transitioned that from like an interview slash music show to a strictly music show and then the interviews to this yeah. podcast. But um, yeah, it's been a while since we caught up and no better time to catch up now than with an album on the way. Yes, it sounds good. I, um, I think when we last spoke, we were releasing Grow maybe. 
I believe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I remember coming into the studio there, and uh, I believe Scott brought his banjo, so it was a good time. (laughs) Yeah, I think he sang Grow and um, Captain, I believe. And I don't think those Uh, singles were even released at that point. I think he released Grow in 21. Yes, I think. Right. Yes, and uh, because you came here for the George Street Festival, which you are doing again um, this year which is uh, pretty exciting stuff, but we're going to get to that uh, later on. But first things first, Arena, uh, how are things in your world right now? Well, you know, I have to say that things are pretty exciting. We've been, um, we've been working towards recording and releasing an album that has more of our own original content on it. And it's been a labor of love. It's taken a long time and, um, the new album has songs on it that are already released, as you mentioned. And so it's kind of like this has been a long time coming, but, you know, like Gord Downey says, it's well worth the wait. You know, um, it's, uh, it's a lovely situation to be in. We just finished a pile of touring through Ontario and Saskatchewan. We did, uh, I believe it's um, something like 23 shows in about 29 30 days wow so it was pretty yeah it was pretty intense for us Uh, that was our longest run uh to be out on the road we're uh looking forward to doing more runs like that though it was wonderful yeah and especially coming off the pandemic i mean like when 2020 and 2021 um happened there was really no tours like big major tours maybe a small province tour here or there but unreally substantial that could really like you know get you through the summer so it's great to see that you guys are back on tour again and you're really uh having a good time while doing it yeah you know it's such an amazing opportunity to to be able to see the world the way we do um we don't take it for granted at all we love every moment of it even the, the flights delayed what odds we're good <laughs> Drive, driving in the snow driving in rain what right? odds? it's all good we're having so much fun and you know we we've been very fortunate to be able to share some of the music of canada's east coast down in the united states to a very positive and welcome reception so you know the um have guitar will travel ideal of uh, my youth has really blossomed here now and we are delighted yes to be on the go because we did spend a lot of time um pretty stationary for a while there and so we're just happy to bring the music that's it (laughs) 100 percent. now um i want to go back to your early days in music because of course uh you grew up in a musical family of course uh your father ron harvey was part of the iron city ramblers and has released solo material in the past so um, what was it like uh, growing up in uh, in Wabush, Newfoundland, and Labrador, uh, and growing up in a musical family uh, like the Harveys? Well, my uh, my mother, my mother who is a, a visual artist, had this uh, a guitar, and early in the the relationship with my mom and dad, she taught my dad how to play guitar. And so that resulted in my sister playing guitar and myself playing guitar as well. My dad was in the Menahek Five. He was in Labrador Black Spruce. He was in Iron City Ramblers. And then, yes, he's released um, a couple of albums of his own material as well. So definitely as a child, I was surrounded by music and support for the arts always um we were in lessons when we were young we were on stage by the time i was five and you know i like to say that i'm the youngest in a musical family of four wow um 
and five if you include the dog because he did play the piano from time to time. <laughs> but um, my sister uh, studied as a recording engineer at OERs in Ontario. Okay. That's the audio, uh, Ontario Institute of Audio Recording Technology. And so when she was doing that, I was about 12 years old and she invited me up uh, to work on a project with her to do some backup harmonies and stuff because we've been singing together for years at that point. And so when I walked into this building, this big studio building, and everybody was learning about how to splice like actual audio tape and stuff like that, and I was like, people do this for a living? Are you kidding? And so I was I was hooked. That's, that's what I wanted to do then for the rest of my <laughs> life. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to be an entertainer and... Uh, some uh, aspiring songwriter, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Of course, uh, we'll talk about now. Uh, of course, uh, you made your recording debut in 2002, to my recollection, on an Iron City Ramblers album. Of course, uh, your father, Ron Harvey, was a uh, part of that group. And of course, he came up with Labrador, Labrador uh, Black Spruce. But uh, you made your debut with lead vocals in 2002 on an Iron City Ramblers album. So uh, what was it like to... Um, have that uh, first recording under your belt and especially, you know, have that be with your family. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of, um, it, it kind of felt very natural. Uh, we, you know, had been doing TV recordings and stuff like that for telethons and festivals, like I said, since I was a youngster. And so that was such an amazing opportunity to have that this was so normal. Like I was 10 years old before I figured out that not every family rehearses after supper. Right. <laughs> so by the time this album came to pass, I had already graduated from the music industry and performance program. <clears throat> I had um, I had a song called Rotten that was being uh, played on CBC from time to time. And wow. that's the last one. Yeah. Um, and that was a demo quality that was recorded at the un at the college of the north atlantic for uh, a self-directed learning project oh, wow. uh, where i made a, a five songs uh, demo um well the recording guys the record the art uh, recording engineering program the recording arts program they needed people to record and the music program needed work recorded so we we all kind of worked pretty good together back then so um but Redirect me back to your question, darling, because I have gone somewhere shiny. I don't even know. Oh, no I worries. Uh, but just uh, what was it like to, you know, record an album with your family and especially uh, in 2002 where um, really you're just really starting to get your feet wet in the music industry and have the guidance of your family yeah. uh, alongside you? Uh, what was that feeling like to be uh, recording on an album with your father? It was lovely. Like I said, it's quite natural, that environment that we're in. But uh, that's that particular song, The Midnight Rider, was a song that uh, my dad was in the middle of writing this song. He had started, you know, uh, writing about his brother, Freddie Harvey, who is a, a transport truck driver. And so I kind of walked in the living room as they were writing it, and I kind of threw a line in and threw a line there. And all of a sudden, we, we were sitting down, pouring over lyrics and writing this song together. And um, so when it came time to record it, they said, hey, Dreeny, you should, you, should, you should sing this one. And so what a lovely opportunity. And so we're all on that album. I believe my sister oh, has nice. vocals on that as well, too. So it's very much a family project. And that continues to this day in a way because my, my sister and my mother are both artists and they absolutely contribute to every album that 
we've put out through graphic design, through artwork, and, and also, uh, of course, immense support. And my dad believes that he is my unofficial publicist. So he's always <laughs> going around making sure that everybody knows that Doreen is doing this and Doreen is doing that. So a very, very supportive family. But the yes, that is definitely the seed from, from where a, a lot of our experiences come from with the family, playing music, recording music, sharing music with um, folks uh, on TV or in person. And of course, this is a joyous uh, opportunity as well to have radio and podcast support as well. So it's um, it's natural, but at the same time, it's still mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just with radio and podcast support, I'm happy to, to um, have you on uh, like my previous shows before, and especially right now where we are recording this, um, listen, I wouldn't be, uh, doing what, what I'm doing right now if I didn't love what I do. And you wouldn't be doing the stuff that you're doing right now if you didn't love it either. True. Like, my house is, like, literally a, a warehouse of, of gear and instruments. So this is my <laughs> living room. And there's literally a stack of drums just sitting in the corner. And behind me here is just all our road cases. Oh, wow. We're <laughs> going on the road. And that's because we turned our living room into a make-a-living room during all of this but we'll we'll chat about that kind of stuff in a bit but yeah no recording with my parents uh, was definitely an amazing opportunity and then when it came time for them to record their original music I was the engineer for them so I, I mixed their uh, and recorded their two albums with the help of uh, a lot of people too but yeah yeah so it's kind of cyclical we work pretty well together yeah how so. the tables have turned right yeah <laughs> Now, um, of course, uh, during that time, you made the move to Alberta. Um, and, of course, that's where you really uh, have lived there for the rest of your life ever since then. Uh, why mm -hmm. make the move to Alberta when really, like, you were doing pretty well in Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, what, motivated you, what motivated you to uh, move to Alberta? Well, there is no short answer to that question, my darling. So let us, let's have a sociable before we start. This is only coffee, but it'll work. <laughs> But um, the, the, the long of the short of it is, the, the shortest way I can say this is in 1998. No, uh, we, we, um, I met my very best friends in 1998 at the Stephenville uh, College of the North Atlantic doing the music program. That's where I met Steve Pinsent, my now husband. I also met Scott Green. He was doing the recording program, uh, recording arts program, and... Um, there was a crowd of us and we were all working together so well. And one by one, we all moved to Edmonton. I think Scott might've been the first one he moved to Edmonton because his brother was out here. And so, you know, you go where you've got a bit of a foundation already. Uh -huh. I think Steve was in Calgary for a while and then came up to Edmonton. And one by one, all of the people who did really well in the program started moving out for our, our grade, for our yeah. year. Um, and then... I, I had ulterior motives or I, I moved to Edmonton, not only to join with my friends who were working in the music career, but I had my eye on Steve. So, <laughs> um, so I pretty much showed up in September of 2002 in Edmonton and the band that had formed out of all of these musicians, um, it was called Sinclair and they were 
they were performing, they were recording, they were touring. And so from time to time, I'd be their lighting person or I'd, I'd open for them or things like that. Um, and then, you know, myself and Steve on a personal note, you know, we said, you know, we like each other a lot. We love each other a lot, but let's not make any big declarations about anything until we've been, you know, living together for a year. Cause maybe I don't like the way you, I don't know, pick stuff up with your toes or, I, you know, you <laughs> never know. So, we, but after uh, one year to the day, one year to the day after being in Alberta, we were doing a portable busk. So we had a flatbed with all the instruments kind of, you know, drum kit and everything strapped to it. And so the idea was we would drive to different places and then pop up and do a show. And I was the sound engineer for that show. And I was running around the trailer to uh, to secure a strap. And I slipped and fell and cut my hand wide oh, open. God. <laughs> and uh, ended up on antibiotics. And uh, just between you and me and the trees... Um, antibiotics and birth control do not mix. Oh, no. So Diana is nearly 19 now. Uh, ha, 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 and she's laughing from the corner there. But so, um, so we have been performing music. We have been building a family. We have been trying to be part of the community here in Edmonton, not just as musicians in the community, but as residents. And we're, you know, we're, we call ourselves hybrids, right? Because we call ourselves Al Alberta Healthcare Card Carrying Albertans. We'll see how long that lasts. But um, <laughs> yeah, but um, we, we absolutely love it out here. If we, like yourself, if we didn't love it, we wouldn't be here. But right. The thing that keeps us grounded is our fantastic opportunities to come home. And coming home, as you can probably hear in the title track that we just released, it just hits our hearts. We are just so happy to be able to come home and share some music and get that rejuvenation from the water and the sky and the people. And the, yeah, it's so amazing. So yeah, we love it out here, but we love it home too. Absolutely. Home's always home, right? Yeah, for sure. And we'll get to uh, Waves of Home uh, later on. But of course, um, when uh, you, yourself, Steve and Scott all moved out to Edmonton, uh, how did you three like end up, you know, forming the Dorena Harvey band? And uh, how did you get guys like Edward Smith uh, involved uh, in the whole thing? Well, I'll tell you. So <laughs> I had been working odd jobs in Edmonton trying to, to find my way, right? I've been, yeah. I was a foul spot girl at an event center and all that kind of stuff. And then once uh, we found out that we had a little one on the way, well, then things kind of got into a little bit of a, a heavier gear. Steve changed from being a, a musician, uh, well, a music teacher to selling um, all things music from PA systems, lighting, instruments, drums, and, and things like that at a place called Axe Music, which is also where Scott Green works which eventually all of us, we all worked there. It was, I was a receptionist for a while there too. But what happened was, is the day, um, the day Diana, I think turned about six months old, my maternity checks started running out. And as uh, Steve said, okay, well, I'm gonna start booking you as a single. And so he looked in the actual phone book. Do you remember? Do you remember the phone book, like a piece of paper, like? Oh yes, uh, the phone books, like <laughs> they were they were this big, and now they're like this small. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> he was looking through the Edmonton uh, Yellow Pages and found something called the Atlantic Trapping Guild. And then, uh, so I got an audition there to play, and I started playing there a couple of nights a month, and then it was a couple of nights a week. And then I got picked up um, as a person to sing five-nighters in different groups uh, through Jimmy Whiffen, through Hole in the Guitar Productions. And um, so I, I started playing in Alberta quite, quite frequently. And, you know, this, the bar manager at the Atlantic Trap and Gill one night said, I need a band for this weekend. And I put you on the weekend, Darina, but you need to have a band on the weekend. I was like, I can have a band for this weekend. No problem. And so I called up my husband, Steve Pinsent, uh, my good friend and guitar player, Mike Jenkins, my good friend and bass player, Dave Crocker. And uh, the four of us started the Darina Harvey band because it was Darina Harvey and the band, but it was just easier to say DHB. It's easy. Yeah. Right? And so that's how the band was formed. Over time, Mike and Dave both moved back to the island. And that's when Ed Smith stepped in on bass guitar and Scott Green stepped in on electric guitar. And so they had all been working together anyway on different projects. They were in salsa bands. They were in Croatian wedding bands. They were wow. in progressive metal bands like, and, and rock and roll bands. So there was there was always music happening. And so this was like throw together fast and and just, yeah, come on down and just get on stage. And I'll just, I'll kick you when you're supposed to play a solo. <laughs> and that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so it would just be very, very loose, and we would have so much fun on stage. And I think that's what people connected to so much. And so we um, went and, and put out a first album because our our audience was asking for an album. So independently, it took about a year and a half to do it. We put out the DHB CD in 2013. And, the you know, a couple of months after we had this CD out, this fellow walks up to the stage and he says, uh, I'm a fiddle player. I should play with you guys. And I was like, yeah, um, we're not, we're not really looking for anybody quite right now. And then he handed me his phone and he was playing on it. And so I, you know, I listened to it and I went, huh. And then I handed it to Steve and I said, Steve, you have to listen to this. And we said, okay, how about this? You bring your fiddle down tomorrow and uh, we'll get you to join in with the last song of the second set. And so he did, and he just kept playing the entire, the rest of the night. And his name was Matt O'Connor, and he played with us from twenty mid-2013 till about 2017. Wow, that's pretty crazy. And so he is the, yeah, he's the fiddle player that you hear on Rove and Go. Yeah, and that was actually going to be one of my next questions, because 2013 you released DHB, which is completely like <laughs> Celtic rock removed from the fiddle, kind of like rock and roll more so than uh, Celtic rock, because um, you normally hear like an accordion or a, a tin whistle or maybe like a fiddle in there, but just entirely... No trad instruments, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just completely rock and roll, but then when Rove and Go came out, you added a fiddle there, and you actually had a, a few more originals added to it, like Rove and Go and the last uh, Saskatchewan... Hybrid, I think, is the other original track, but you can correct me on this. Actually, if that I'm... one was uh, actually uh, the uh, the arrogant worms wrote the last Saskatchewan Pirates. Okay. Yeah, we just we just do uh, a loud saucy version of it. That's all. <laughs> and it's uh, one of your uh, like live live signature uh, live tunes, really. But um, when it came to um, when it comes to DHB and Rove and Go, uh, what are some of the differences between the two that really uh, you know make them stand out as you know 
two separate entities? Like, uh, what are some of the differences? Absolutely. The first CD, the self-titled DHV album that came out in 2013, that one is, like you say, very guitar-driven. Um, and the versions of the songs are, you know, uh, pretty energetic. They're pretty upbeat. Uh, there are no original songs on that album. Um, and basically, we, we chose what songs worked the best on the dance floor. And we said, okay, we'll record those. Right. That makes sense. Right. And so like Dirty Old Town, you and McCall song that I grew up listening to my dad singing. And so like there are parts of it that are a little different than than maybe uh, the standard traditional version. And that's just because we just took a little bit of a license with it. Um, we do kind of put little changes in the traditional songs, as many artists do. We all love these traditional pieces and, you know, we're trying to preserve them in a way but share them uh, for sure and making sure that we keep the original writer's intent intact. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, we feel like we're having a bit of fun with them, but we're, we're not trying to be disrespectful with our oh, changes, no. but at the same time, we're, we're hoping to introduce this music to um, our children and the younger generation coming through. We're not the keepers of the gate or anything, yeah. but we're standing by the door. For sure. We want you to come on in and have a bit of fun. Yes, because when you're covering songs like that, you don't really want to like do an original like bar for bar or word for word. Like um, Especially like when you're arranging something that you want to make your own. If you want to have a good cover of a song, you've got to make it your own or otherwise it's going to flop. Well, there's there's probably a fine line somewhere in there, you know. Um, yeah. In our live show right now, we do a version of Danny Boy, and it is such a beautiful song when sung in the operatic uh, format. I I can hit ranges, I can hold those vibratos, I can do it, but my my intention with that song is to let it be the wildly emotional song that it is um and that's you know it's not something we have recorded or anything that's just part of our live show for theater you won't hear that one on george street that's a, <laughs> that's a little bit of a different vibe oh yeah but um but yeah when we do that we try to make sure that the emotion of the song is in the forefront i have amazing musicians with me whose music musicianship is uh second to none and um they allow me the space to go into those emotional places where perhaps the pronunciations and pitches could be fixed and be a little bit more um, coiffured, uh, but it's uh, sometimes those notes come out a little sideways when you're crying. Yeah, and it's for okay sure. Because that emotion, that emotion to me is very important. That's my my offering of connection and that's what i really dig i really love the entertainment side of things and i really love the connection part of things and um as far as musicianship you know i'm i'm absolutely certain there are better singers and better guitar players and all that kind of stuff and so all i can do with my offering of a cover song is make sure that my heart is in it because that's unique to me right absolutely and hopefully that resonates yeah yeah and especially now um uh because when Rove and Go came out, uh, you only had, like, one original, I think it was. That was Rove and Go. But um, yes. that's what really made things different. Because, of course, when you implemented that uh, fiddle into your sound, uh, it changed the dynamic of the, of the band entirely. So do you feel like adding that fiddle really changed your sound uh, for the better? I feel that 
bringing that texture in was the next um, appropriate, like it's the right step for us. It was the right step in our evolution of sound. Um, these days we've got piano, we've got bazooki, we've got fiddle, we've got um, a hardened fella fil fiddle, I'm not saying that right. Um, it's um, a Norwegian fiddle that has been brought into some of our recordings for Waves of Home. So we've been drawing on our own talents and expertise and we were very happy to have the fiddle texture in there it kind of gave us a little bit more cred in the folk and celtic world but the 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 energy the passion the the level of uh care that we put into the songs that's never changed oh 100%. so it's just it's just kind of adding more uh, a few more wheels, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's and, all. and it's evolving your sound, wheels. and it's but, evolving your sound just from like a straight up rock and roll kind of like Celtic band to more of like a Celtic yeah. rock band who has more of like a, yeah. and especially with the upcoming album Waves of Home, you're incorporating more of your original tunes in there as well. But you've settled on yeah. a very strong lineup now of yourself, Scott, Steve, Ed, and most recently you've added uh, Jessica Blinas to your group, which she she's been a part of it now for about five years or so. But of course, uh, yes. when COVID happened, um, you really couldn't like perform together and you really did a lot of solo gigs yourself. But um, you did a sh couple of shows here and there, um, like for our online purposes. So how hard was the pandemic uh, on not just you, but for the rest of the band? Well, you know, we all kind of had to take a, a step and see what made sense. Um, for Scott, for example, he's a recording engineer, and so he was able to do things through distance. Um, Edward is um, very much an IT-type person, so he took some courses, and he's working uh, on different things um, as a contract-type work. Jessica Blinas, uh, is, she is so multi-talented, but she's also a baker, and so at one point she was working through a bakery. Um, and for myself and Steve, we st we turned our living room into a make-a-living room, and we put up our pipe and drape, and we put up our lighting, and we put up our cameras that were our cell phones. We had to borrow the teenager's cell phone so that we could do an Instagram <laughs> live, have a Facebook live going at the same time. And, and so we were um, just kind of trying to not only keep the music flowing, because there was definitely um, points where you, when you can't see the next step ahead, it becomes very stressful. And so many people went through so much during that time. Uh -huh. Not only did they lose maybe, uh, maybe having to go through, you know, things like selling things to keep the roof over their head or maybe yeah. they lost the roof over their head or maybe even worse they lost loved ones so i don't want to trivialize what we were going through oh, no. but um the the fun side of it for us was we were able to bring that music and the, try to keep that connection yeah uh by doing lives from the house and then yes we did some very nice ones over at um production world here in edmonton a lovely studio so we did two of those shows um and that was an amazing uh, experience to be in front of the cameras and to, you know, be trying to play with so much energy. And then it's like, it's 
silence. <laughs> like, okay. Just keep going again and play again and like try to try to make sure that we have that kind of energy throughout the show. Um, but uh, it was it was so amazing to see the support and so many people buying tickets and so many people tuning in and, you know, putting a, a little something in our tip jars and stuff like that. That really, really, really made a huge difference to us. That really helped us out a lot. Um, as most uh, entertainers can attest, very difficult time for the crews, for the entertainers, for the venues, for the front of house staff, everybody yeah. involved in that industry uh, and as many more as well, of course, but they, we all took a big hit. But there was this weird thing that happened during the pandemic as well for all of us uh, in the band. This this thing happened on TikTok. Um, yeah, the last shanty. shanty. Talk became a thing. Oh, yes. Um, the tell last me, shanty. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, that was... Like, we didn't really even know what it was. Like, I had a cousin call me and say, Dorena, you're on the TikTok. And I'm like, cool. What's the TikTok? I have no idea. I knew what Musical.ly was because the teenagers were on it, but then I didn't realize that it had turned over to TikTok. So um, we went on, and, yeah, there were hundreds of videos, and that was wild. So we were so excited about that that our music was being shared worldwide through this thing, and that was crazy. We were so excited about it. And then... It, it took a couple of months, but then there were thousands and thousands and thousands of videos. Wow. And even now, that has transitioned, uh, well, not transitioned, but I guess it has led to people shazamming us and to people putting us on their playlists. And, and so we're at the point now where the band is receiving about 2 million streams a month. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, and so that has that it, all of the support that we've been feeling over the last two years, three years, and over the last ten years. There's nothing that can take that from my heart because it is so huge, yeah. and I can't ever explain how amazing it is to have that kind of support. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful, and it really makes a big difference. And we feel it. We really feel it. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to listen to this or I'm just going to stream that. It's like, we feel that. We do. So thank you to to all your listeners and to to all the folks who support whatever band they love the most. I'll tell you, all of us musicians, we feel it. And we we, we, we want to say thank you so much for it. Yeah. We and, really appreciate it. And yeah, for sure, you definitely need it coming out of the, the COVID-19 pandemic, where especially now, it's no longer declared a, a global health emergency. But, uh, of course, the threat is still there. But at least now we won't have to worry about, it, you know, dominating the news circuits like it did two years ago. Yeah. Yes. And the idea that we can get together and have a little little time. Right. You know, that's that's good. Oh, it's yeah. Good. We need that. We need it for sure. We need the face-to-face -face interactions. We need to sit yes. along together yes. in a room and that moment that we all share at the same time. That's, it's you know, it's the theater or the festival or festival. the kitchen the table, wherever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, for sure. But when you come back to the province uh, in July, you're going to be coming back with the touring, a brand new album set to come out June 23rd. It's called Waves of Home. And uh, of course, you released uh, four or five singles, well, four singles before you released the fifth one, which is the title track. Mm -hmm. Of course, the four were yeah. Up All Night, The Fallen Man's Daughter, Northern Lights of Labrador, and Grow. 
But talk to me about Waves of Home and the title track. So tell me a little bit about um, that track and why you decided to name the album that. Well, you know, for a long time, we had been thinking that um, we wanted to write a song that would be a bit of a nod to our upbringing, the wonderful memories that we made growing up on the East Coast. Authentically, you know, we we all, you know, Jessica Blinas is from New Brunswick, Scott Green, Ed Smith, Steve Pinsent are from the island of Newfoundland, and I am from Wabush, Labrador. So we all have different experiences. So we were trying to pull together the ideas that could work to, to cover all of those places. But also, you know, home, I guess, is a little bit where the heart is. So I wanted to yeah. have it a bit vague enough for anybody to be able to put their heart in it and for that to make sense. So, um, in that particular song, uh, Scott Green came up with, uh, the melody for the verse and Steve Pinsent came up with this kind of little bubbly riff that happens and Jessica Blinas executes it lovely. Um, and you know, uh, between, Myself, I <clears throat> wrote uh, all of the lyrics, and but we've had, you know, we write it together, but there are definitely parts that people bring in as large bricks, and yeah. that that's how it kind of works for us. I do the lyrics, and then in a lot of cases, I have a, a kind of melody or progression idea of running with it. Sometimes I don't, and sometimes we, <laughs> we just have to build, right? Oh, and yeah. It's kind of a lot fun um but we um we definitely went through a couple of different versions and once we got to this one we were like yep this is this works a lot better than <laughs> you know you gotta have some crappy ideas to get to the good ideas sometimes so yeah don't let go of the ideas, exactly just, you know keep moving with them but um, waves of home is kind of like an invitation to rekindle those those old memories and to also make new ones, you know, through, a little bit through the eyes of somebody who's never been to the island before. What could you tell them about it? It's like, oh, you're going to hear oh, music. Yeah. You're going to be lost in it. Just let go with it and have a bit of fun and enjoy all the things that are uh, a visit to the island, you know? Exactly. And so wave of home, it can be like that kind of, hey, hey, how you doing? Wave over the head, <laughs> right? Uh, it could be the actual water coming in, that soothing water that, you know, just that those just sitting by the tide and just watching it come in, how wonderful that is. Or it could be sound waves, those music that you hear wafting from every pub or every shed or wherever, <laughs> right? Um, and so we thought that being struck by a wave of nostalgia that you can't, you can't get out of you're drifting in it you know it's a beautiful idea it's a beautiful oh, yeah. thought so we put it put it together and then um when we looked at the songs that we chose uh out of the ones that we had written some some made the album some didn't um and we looked at this one and we thought yeah waves of home kind of encapsulates the theme the water the land the people the the vibe the music um uh, we thought that it was a good representation for all the tunes so we uh, we put around the front <laughs> <laughs> wonderful now of course um you have released uh, five songs from this already and um this is actually the most original tunes you've had uh, on a record yet with eight 
And of course, you have a couple of covers, one of Portland Town, which uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear. And of course, uh, we're going to play uh, the single that started it all, Up All Night, right after this conversation. But um, how excited are you, and is the rest of the band is as well, to be releasing a new record for the first time in seven years? And to mm-hmm. add to that, what can people expect on this album? Well, you know, it has been a a long time and we have been working on, like you say, the bricks of it. So Up All Night, The Fallen Man's Daughter, Grow, Northern Lights of Labrador. Um, Those Northern Lights, of course, was written by Don Fulford for Corey and Trina to perform. Uh, But otherwise, Grow, Fallen Man and Up All Night are, are our original offerings. And so the the support that we've received and the messages that we get about how those songs hit people and how they maybe help them through moments, you know, Mm -hmm. either celebrating or grieving, um, you know, that, that to me is, it's amazing. And we see the exact same support right now for the title track waves of home and it is absolutely beautiful. As a group, we're like finally like, ah, this is wonderful. And we're trying to do things a little, a little differently this time. Um, like you say, with the original content, eight out of the eleven songs on the album are original. We've got an original reel in there. Well, it's a it's a beautiful instrumental. Uh, we've got um, songs that you can tap your toe to. They're very party driven songs, and there's also some very um, I guess songs that kind of take a little step to a, a different side. Yeah. Uh, I'm very interested to see what people might think of songs like run to me and stopped or gone. Uh, but, uh, we've been playing captain, uh, for the last little while. So people might f- find that one as something that they've heard before. And, uh, we also have a cover of, um, as you mentioned, Portland Town Schooner Fair song, uh, of course, the Northern Lights cover. And now we also have Harry Martin's This Is My Home wow. on there as well as a little solo. And I'll tell you just between you and me, that one, uh, that one, that studio day ran really long. And so I'm standing in a darkened studio and it's... Uh, about three or four o'clock in the morning and the lights are down and I'm just singing that with my guitar and my voice, just trying to get one take where I don't cry my face off the whole time. And so, cause it's just a, it just, it just hits me. Yeah. He's such a fantastic songwriter. And um, I, re- I remember watching him sing this song and we talked about me recording it, <clears throat> excuse me. And he said, you know, yeah, you go, you go ahead, darling. You you do that song just like that, and it'll be lovely. And so I'm trying to <laughs> trying to hold it all together. Uh, but so so yeah, so there's some moments there that uh, you might hear me wobble around a little bit, but that's that's just because I'm right in it. Yeah, you know. And so we're very excited and we're very grateful for the support. Oh, for sure. Uh, would you say Harry Martin is one of your uh, inspirations for getting into music, especially where you know he's one of Labrador's biggest. Uh, performers to come out of there you know harry martin shirley montague the flummies richard neville there's so many people that have such a me- immeasurable talent um there's mish kamau years ago as well uh that were doing so well like 
and there's there's probably even more bands coming out of there now that I I, I, I might not even be aware of. But I I really did appreciate seeing that it was a community of musicians. You know, Newfoundland yeah. and Labrador um, has a lot. It is teeming with talent, uh, stage talent, vocal talent, instrument talent, recording talent, media talent, all of the, uh, all of the, the, the pieces that you need to succeed in the music industry, they are available and they are rocking in Newfoundland. And it is a beautiful thing to see. I remember as a youngster, hearing Ron Hines on the radio and my dad saying, that's Ron Hines. He's from up shore kind of thing. Like <laughs> and I was going, wait, what, what, like people, people from here can be on the radio. And he's like, yeah, of course. And so this was before my sister went to school and we learned about all of this stuff. But I, I was just like, how do we do that? I want to do that. Right. So um, it's very inspiring to see so much of the talent from Labrador, from Newfoundland, from the East Coast in general. We have a, we have a a lot that we can offer and a lot to share, you know. And so oh, it's cool to be to try and be a part of that. It's it's great. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now we are just about to wrap up here, but I'm I'm going to combine this question and uh, well these two questions into one because of course. Um, Really, uh, you're going to be coming back to Newfoundland and Labrador to be a uh, part of the George Street Festival as part of the Kitchen Party Night on the Saturday, the 29th, I'm thinking. So, uh, 29th, yep. So, yeah, 29th of uh, July. I'll be back here to play alongside the Navigators and a bunch of other uh, Celtic traditional bands from this province and from away. So, um, what's next mm -hmm. for you guys aside from that? And for people who want to find out more about the album, your tour dates, and what else you're up to, uh, where can they go? Well, my darling, yes, we are very excited to be on the George Street Kitchen Party on July 29th with my cousin Glenn of the Celtic Connection. Oh, and wow. uh, with, uh, yeah, of uh, yeah, Glenn Harvey. Harvey, yeah. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, the navigators are amazing. They are just like, when Freddie gets on the Boron, I'm like, that's wicked. Like, there's nothing else like it. Uh, and so we're very delighted to be a part of the vibe and part of the party. Uh, we're going to be um, doing some work in the United States uh, throughout the next year. We've got, before the George Street Festival, though, we've got Wabush Come Home Year, which I'm very excited about. Because awesome. I haven't been since 2006, so I'm wow. trying to put my brain in that. Um, so Wabush, we are on July 27th and then George Street on the 29th. And then we will be headed back. Uh, we've got some uh, Highland Games in Ontario that we're going to be performing, a few other shows through uh, Western Canada as well. And then we'll be headed down in the States after we do some showcasing. So we are uh, pretty excited about the uh, upcoming year and we are very excited to see how people respond to the new album, Waves of Home, coming out on the 23rd of June. Yeah, that's wonderful. And people can find you on your social media, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also their website. DorinaHarvey.com. And yes, you can. We're, we're even trying to post a few things of our own on TikTok these days. It's wild. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm, 
I'm out of my depth. But um, we are happy to say hello to anybody over social needs. So if anybody would like to say hello or have a question for us, we'd be happy to answer it. And uh, hopefully we'll be in your neck of the woods very soon. But thank you very much for the opportunity to chat with you today. I uh, I hope uh, I hope I haven't rambled on too long about all the things. But no, Darina, things- no. Because with this podcast now, it's especially uh, where I can go as long as I can. I mean, when we did the Celtic Wake Up thing back in 2019, I was in a bit of like of a rush trying to get enough songs in so we can wrap up the program to pass on to the next one. But the beauty about a podcast now, I can go as long as I want. And uh, it was great to chat with you and catch up with you again, Darina. And go over your career uh, as a whole, really, from, you know, your early days, from growing up in a musical family with your father and your mother and your sisters, to um, the Iron City Ramblers, to your own band, and especially to this new record right now. So, um, Darina Harvey, thank you so much for joining me on the Musical Connections podcast. Congratulations to you and the group on uh, the brand new album, Waves of Home. And uh, we'll see you when you uh, show up here in July. Thank you so very much for all your support over the years and and going forward, my darling. We really appreciate it, Zach. You are a champion of music. Thank you so much. It's always great to catch up with Darina, and I can't wait to see her when they come down in July. Darina Harvey for you on the Musical Connections podcast. We were next to connect with her. And here's the song that started the whole album process back in 2018. Crazy to believe this song was out five years ago. From their brand new album, Ways of Home, here's the first song that kicked it off. This is Up All Night on the Musical Connections podcast. Oh, come on in, my darling. There's no time to waste. I've been dreaming about you the whole live long day. I wish you were home to stay. So let's get
Well, that is going to do it for episode 29 of Musical Connections. A big, big thank you to Darina Harvey for joining me as my guest this week. Of course, if you would like to be a guest or have any new music to send me for new fan releases, musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com is where you can send it to. Well, coming up over the next few weeks, we got some great guests lined up for you. June 20th, we're going to be speaking with 15-year-old singer-songwriter Summer Bennett. Of course, she's one of the many signees to Silly Cove Records, a record company based out of Winterton, Newfoundland, and Labrador, ran by two-time Grammy Award-winning producer and engineer Greg Wells. We talk about how she got the opportunity in the first place and some of the many accomplishments she has achieved so far in her career. And uh, coming up right after that, on June 27th, we talk with Portuguese-Canadian singer-songwriter Nico Paolo. We talk about the move to Newfoundland and Labrador and um, her residency in Long Yvonne, how that led to her debut album, Live at First Light, and how that led to her full-length debut, which came out back in April, and uh, how the reception has been ever since the album came out. And just for the record, I don't think I've ever heard an album more hyped up this year than Nico Paolo's full-length debut. Of course, new Musical Connections episodes drop every Tuesday at 12 noon, uh, Newfoundland Standard Time on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you once again for connecting this week. I've been your host, Zach Snow. Stay safe and please be kind to one another. And until next time, safe home. <laughs>